When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football, the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to CelebrityQB.com. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Callender. Uh, quite a bit happened with the NFL yesterday, and not a whole lot of it was good. I mean, in terms of the games, you had a ton of blowouts, and I mean, honestly, it wasn't that great a day of football, uh, it, it, to be frank, uh, uh, with the amount of surprising results, but just overall lousy quarterback play. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll get into it. Uh, uh, we'll we'll start off with some of the worst of uh, what happened uh, uh, today. I mean, we got the uh, the Falcons and uh, Seahawks coming up uh, tonight for Monday Night Football, but uh, uh, we'll, we'll we'll just get down to some of the ugly uh, uh, thereabouts because uh, you had uh, uh, you had uh, the Sunday Night game where. I mean, to be perfectly honest, Dak Prescott had negative points <laughs> in this game. I, I, I don't, I can't really think of any nice way of saying it, but the Cowboys offense, while I expected them to lose to the Eagles, that performance was so bad that it's actually... I, I honestly think that if Tony Romo stopped putting down the Coronas he was drinking yesterday, he might have actually put in a call to Jerry because I, I don't know. It, it, they were saying that it's not a sophomore slump, but without uh, without Ezekiel Elliott in the lineup, Dak Prescott's looking awfully ordinary, and they can say what they want about the offensive line. Eli plays a terrible offensive line. He doesn't even look good. But you, you got to at least be able to look competent. And right now, the Cowboys can't string together any sort of consistent offense. So that's something you, I would absolutely be afraid of if I'm a Cowboys fan. And, you know, looking at it, if you're trying to commit uh, money down the road, uh, that's something you got to take a look at and a hard look at because, uh, you know, they're... they're there's a lot of questions I, I would have uh, in terms of uh, uh, so, some of these games because, you know, it really did not add up. Uh, so you got the, uh, the Cowboys coming up flat. The Packers game was a complete joke. Uh, I mean, uh, Brett Hundley did not have negative points, but 
I mean, he, he, outside of Devontae Adams, no one on Green Bay caught a pass, pretty much. I mean, Devontae Adams had eight catches, but, I mean, Jordy Nelson, uh, two catches, six targets. Uh, Randall Cobb, three catches, six targets, 34 yards. Jordy, 24 yards. I mean, Devontae Adams had eight catches for 126, but if you look at, and I believe me, I'm watching all these games, uh, he, Devontae Adams basically got a poo-poo platter of underneath coverage, and the, the Ravens had their way with uh, Hundley. I mean, Hundley is not picking up off uh, the actual defensive formations whatsoever. He threw three more picks. He's not ready for the NFL. The fact that these teams keep trotting out these QBs that aren't ready to play just highlights what I keep saying is that the NFL needs a minor league system for quarterbacks and offensive linemen where they go in earlier, just like pitchers and catchers, and get get their th- uh, get their shit together. I mean, I don't know what else you can do in terms of improving the product. It's just not good enough to get to get this get I mean honestly the NFL ratings are down because the quarterback play is this lousy it, there's no way of getting around it it's not good enough uh, of a product right now I, I can't I can't blame people for turning away because even I'm having a tough time watching some of these games and I'm a, I'm a sports addict there's no getting around it but I mean let's get to the next case and example. Pats, uh, Pats Raiders. The Raiders uh, were struggling mightily to move the ball against, and yes, the the Pats defense has improved. They're not that good. I, I mean, this was embarrassing. I mean, uh, Derek Carr uh, threw up for under two fifty, one TD, one pick, but in general was not accurate. And even when he was accurate. I mean, Crabtree and Amari Cooper were still dropping passes. I, I you know, it, it is frustrating to watch some of these teams. I mean, the, the I mean, they're down in Mexico, and the, I mean, honestly, only one team showed up. It was the Patriots, of course. But I mean, this is this was this game was unwatchable. I mean, no wonder Tony Romo was slamming Coronas during this game. I mean. Well, he said he was hydrating during the week, but let's be honest, that game was so bad that Tony was probably dr- drinking the Coronas uh, during the game. But just not good, not good uh, quality football. Another game that was terrible. Uh, Bengals, Broncos. Uh, between Andy Dalton and Brock Osweiler, I, I I don't know who least wants to have a job in the NFL uh, next year. Uh, I mean, Andy Dalton's in the last year of a guaranteed deal. Yeah, his numbers don't look bad from a fantasy perspective because he uh, he was at 18 points because of the three touchdown passes. But I, let me t- let me be frank. He was not good. And uh, the amount of throws that Brock Eiswaller continues to miss when he actually looked decent against the Patriots last week, it's befuddling. You don't know what guy you're going to get week to week with some of these quarterbacks. It's it's a it's actually ridiculous that Tom Brady is still at high level as he's playing, but it's more along the lines of like when I see the uh, Williams sisters keep uh, go- going into these tournament finals in tennis. I mean, the field around them has gotten so bad that that's the reason why they're hanging around as much as they are. 
All right, let's get to another game I, I'm going to be complaining about. Giants-Chiefs. Yes, the Giants defense actually decided to show up for a game. Remember when I talked about performance-based contracts and uh, the incentives? I thought the Giants were actually going to take off this week and then, uh, come back for the Thanksgiving game against uh, Washington. So they showed up today, but part of this was contributed by the Chiefs just I, you know, yes, there were 20 mile an hour winds at, uh, at, uh, giant stadium, but here's the thing as an NFL quarterback, you're expected to make some throws down the field. When Alex Smith actually challenged the, uh, giant secondary deep down the field to Tyree kill and Kelsey, they actually produced, they get, they actually hit big plays on the giant secondary. There are throws to be had. The, the chiefs just, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm going to be very curious to listen to some of the commentary from the Chiefs going forward this week because they've lost four out of five. But I got to look at the game tape again uh, to actually see if Alex Smith intentionally checked down on some of these throws because he didn't have any confidence in his arm or if that was the design play call. Because looking at some of the throws that were made, because uh, uh, Alex Smith dropped back and threw 40 times and only had 230. Uh, there, there was uh, multiple throws that I felt that uh, Kansas City should have been able to take advantage of on the Giants. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that I, I kind of had to laugh at is the Giants, Giants defense played better with Eli Apple deactivated, which should be assigned to you, Jerry Reese. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to try to let that one slide. But, uh, you know, the... The long and short of it is, Kansas City uh, did not look great at all. Uh, I mean, they didn't look like they had any intent of being there. They like they wanted to be there. Uh, to be frank, I mean, they came off the bye week, and I mean that was about as listless a performance as you're gonna get. I mean, Cream Hunt again, not looking like the same back he was in the beginning of the year. I- I'm wondering if the Chiefs are. Uh, had contemplated uh, uh, bringing in a veteran running back because Jarkandrick West is not doing anything to actually garner any fear of a change of pace back because it looks like Kareem Hunt's hit the rookie wall and he hasn't recovered yet because even when I was looking at him, you know, the runs were not nearly as explosive as they were in the beginning of the year. So uh, that's something to be fearful of if you're – Cream Hunt owner going into the playoffs because it, it's it's just not there right now. Plus the other thing that I like I said I think Alex Smith is starting to question his arm strength again because uh, he just was not making the deep throws down the field that he needed to. I mean, again, Eli is not making deep throws down the field mainly because he doesn't trust his offensive line to block long enough to make some of those throws. Uh, he actually made the big throw down the field to Roger Lewis in overtime, mainly because the Chiefs' pass rush was tired. Uh, but, uh, I mean, even the possession before that, uh, you know, the Chiefs got the ball in overtime first and went three and out because, in part, they had no intention of throwing the ball down the field. I mean, there was one side of the field where you could tell the Chiefs uh, and Alex Smith were afraid to throw the ball into the wind, and that changed the dynamic of the game dramatically, in my opinion. I mean... Uh, Rosas, you know, finally made a kick. I mean, he's a rookie, so hopefully he improves as a kicker. But, uh, 
missing an extra point, not a good look. I mean, this game would have been over in regulation if he actually hits the extra point. But, uh, yeah, just a very, very sloppy game. And, you know, since I'm talking about sloppy games, I'm going to lead into Mr. Bortles and the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know you're bad when you can't put away the Browns. I, I, I mean, honestly, Leonard Fournette uh, was the bell cow today. Uh, 28 carries, 111 yards. But, I mean, Blake Bortles is still so bad as a QB. Under 200 yards passing, one TD. But, I mean, the Browns hung around in this game just from the standpoint of Blake Bortles can't throw the football. I, I you know, I, I don't. I don't understand how we we're literally in week eleven of the season, and we still have this many quarterbacks incapable of throwing the ball down the field. I mean, that's why the ratings are down. Too many guys can't throw the football. Uh, I I just it's just a mind blowing. Uh, I mean, let's go into Detroit, Chicago again. Mitchell Trubisky, rookie. They're not going to uh, risk him throwing the ball down the field. Uh, you know, the Detroit did their dink and dunk nonsense because they can't run the football. So, I mean, Matt Stafford can put up as many hollow passing yard games as he can because guess what? All they do is use screen passes to build up his stats. He's not throwing the ball down the field. Uh, again, it's, yeah, and I know Matt Stafford has the arm to throw down the field, but why uh, you can't even do it when more often than not he's uh, he's at risk of uh, getting pressure up the middle because no one respects their running game, so there, there's no point to it. I, I mean, the, the, if you're a Mir Abdul owner, and believe me, I, I'm one of them. This is this is the last year. It, you, you can't you can't have a running back that can't average uh, three yards a carry uh, and plug him into your starting lineup. It, it's just not. Not gonna work, but you know there was an actual good game today. I'll get into that when I do my final recap in the NFL. But this is more about me ranting about the lousy quarterback play in the NFL uh, this year. So uh, that game uh, ended up being one of the higher scoring games of the day, twenty-seven twenty-four. It should have gone into overtime, but the Bears kicker completely shanks a kick at the very end, which. You know, you get what you pay for because the Bears could have still kept Robbie Gold and instead decided to save $1.1 million, uh, for a terrible kicker in Connor Barf who couldn't even uh, kick for uh, the Buccaneers. So, uh, you know, I, I, I just love it when I see idiotic decisions like that come back to buy the team in the ass. So, I mean, the one game that absolutely drove me insane and I talked about it before, uh, previously on the podcast yesterday, just about how much I hated the decision. Actually, I talked about it on two straight podcasts, just because it was such a dumb decision. But, uh, you know, the Bills decide to bench Tyrod Taylor for Nathan Peterman because the, Bill, the Bills coach, Sean McDermott, doesn't believe that Tyrod Taylor is a franchise QB. No kidding. He's not a franchise QB. Your job is to win games and actually try to get a team that hadn't been to the playoffs in over 15 years into the playoffs. And instead, you punt a chance to beat up on a Chargers team that was 3-6. On the, uh, you travel on the road, and you're going to start a rookie QB. You completely tank this game when you had a, you, you're, you're still in the playoffs. 
That's a ridiculous thing. The Bills are still in the playoffs. Uh, Patriot has a wild card seed, even after that idiotic performance. Nathan Peterman, uh, you know, this is not on him. This is on his coaches for failing him because he wasn't ready to play this game. No one on the team was expecting him to start. If you get the surprise announcement that uh, Tyra Taylor's uh, benched, uh, essentially, first play of the game, uh, you know, he drops back the bats, hits the guy in the hands, gets picked off. You know, those things happen. But he never recovered from the actual pick. He every time he dropped back the pass, he was locking in on, uh, on the the char- uh, on the Chargers uh, defensive backs instead of his own receivers. Those throws were not. <clears throat> Excuse me. Those throws were not actually well. Uh, well read at all. He didn't read the coverage. He didn't actually know what he was throwing into. So, I mean, the Chargers were just like you know, licking their chops because every time the kid threw, stepped back to throw, uh, I mean, he misread the coverage every time. So it was a clean break to the ball. There was no way for even his own de- uh, receivers to play defensive back to stop the interception because it was that it was that blatant of a throw. I mean, so he ends up throwing five interceptions in the first half, which ties an NFL record for most interceptions in a, a debut by a rookie. But, I mean, the issue lies in the fact that he was not remotely ready to play this game, and yet still the Bills coaching staff st- still insisted on starting this kid. I-, I don't even understand what the point was. I mean, you ticked off the locker room because you punted the game. You tick off Tyrod Taylor, who handled it incredibly well, because, I mean, every pick he was going back to the kid, trying to reassure him, get get his confidence up. But, I mean, at a certain point, you had to pull the plug. I, I was saying if uh, uh, this podcast would have come out last night with me in complete rant rage, uh, because if they had started that kid in the second half, I would have gone apoplectic on uh, on this podcast. I mean, I say this for live because, it, again, it, 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 it just swung every fantasy matchup you can imagine. I mean, uh, uh, Melvin Gordon had a quiet day because they didn't need to run the ball with him. I, I mean, it, there was no point. I mean, Keenan Allen was getting free releases uh, because the Chargers, uh, I mean, the, the Bills' defense was already ticked off uh, at the offense. You could see that they kind of rolled over and, and, and uh, got, got themselves crushed. Yeah, they weren't playing well to begin with heading into this game, but I mean, that that decision made it worse because Keenan Allen had 12 catches for 159. The longest of the day was 29 yards. Every time it was just Keenan Allen making a quick cut and get a, getting a pass. They didn't they didn't bring a double team on him. Uh, so uh, he had a monster day. He was over 33 points uh, in terms of fantasy. And, you know, again, this was just one of those games where the Chargers had so many opportunities to score. They had 37 points at the half. Could they could have put up 70 points if they really wanted to on the Bills? They 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 finally pulled back the starters in, uh, in the fourth quarter, but like they they ended up kicking some field goals where they easily could have had touchdowns as well. Uh, they were trying to get uh, be judicious with the ball because if they kept throwing a, in Keenan Allen's direction, he could have had five touchdowns. I mean, there there was a couple of series where they were trying to get. Uh, they were trying to get Antonio Gates a touchdown catch because it, it would have uh, made another NFL record. They were trying to give uh, Hunter Henry some looks. Uh, didn't work out. So they were actually defending the tight ends well. 
Uh, but uh, they had no answer for Keenan Allen. I mean, uh, if you're going up against Keenan Allen today, you, I mean, uh, yesterday you, you would have gotten blitzed. Uh, if you were playing against the Chargers defense, you probably got blitzed too. Uh, it was just that lopsided. Uh, I mean, the Jags defense put up some points, but yeah, the, uh, the Chargers defense was right there. And basically for uh, the cash difference on DraftKings and FanDuel, you had to have the Chargers defense because it was such a disparity in dollar value versus points that the amount of guys you could have fit in uh, with the Chargers uh, defense instead of uh, paying up for the Jags, uh, you know, it, it, you were okay from a cash game standpoint. But for tournament plays, oh, that that was hurtful. Uh, it, I mean, it was that generally aggravating the fact that uh, uh, team was that bad offensively that uh, there's no way you could actually recover. So that's one of the worst things about fantasy is because certain matchups you can't fade, and when you get burned, you get burned bad. So that was the uh, the Chargers uh, Bills game uh, yesterday because it, it it basically gave the shaft to a number of people, including myself. So. Uh, Pretty cranky about that, but uh, c'est la vie. Uh, Rangers win it, uh, win uh, a game uh, three to nothing over the Ottawa Senators. So you had that development over in the NBA. You had a couple of games uh, going on the uh, on the deck. I mean, on the NBA slate, uh, you had the Lakers uh, topping the Nuggets. Lonzo Ball has a second career triple double, eleven points, sixteen rebounds, eleven assists. He still can't shoot, but you know it. it it's uh, you can't you can't question his passing ability. Uh, but uh, you, you know that shooting motion is still one of the most horrible things you could ever look at. So uh, five of thirteen shooting, but you know his uh, his uh, his his latest uh, ability of uh, being able to just spread the ball around. I mean it's. It is it is uh, it is a great thing to watch, but oh man, that shot is horrible. I it's just it's just tough to it's like a train wreck watching it. Uh, but uh, yeah, so a couple other results: uh, Raptors go over the Wizards. Yeah, uh, and I mean honestly, the big uh, big story today was uh, uh, the Warriors sat Kevin Durant to give him rest, so people were annoyed on fantasy about that. But uh, you know. Curry had a monster game, 39 points, 11, 11 rebounds, 7 assists. Uh, I mean, and was just uh, draining threes on the nets all game long. So, uh, yet you had you had that uh, uh, that result uh, because uh, the the Warriors didn't really shoot the ball all that well uh, outside of Curry. But uh, you know, you 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 got you had a, a decent performance out of the nets. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, the NBA to me, it's one of those leagues where it's so hard to get pumped for matchups because you know, who's going to be there. It's just a matter of, uh, arranging chairs in the Titanic and guys just piling up their stats because they know they can get a big contract that they just pile up just enough stats. So it's always that interesting dynamic of seeing guys just backstab each other to get some points. So, uh, you know. I'm getting way negative on, on right now, but uh, I, that's just kind of how I feel the, about the NBA these days. So uh, that's all for now. We'll see how the Monday night game goes. And uh, I'm going to start getting into doing uh, some power rankings on uh, 
uh, teams and some of the leagues I'm in now that we're nearing the playoffs. So uh, we'll take it from there and uh, have a good one, everyone. talked about position in all of sports the quarterback and now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought after role on the field celebrity qb featuring four-time super bowl champion coach charlie weiss unlike other football shows you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks like is this the year tom brady finally looks his age will dating danica patrick distract aaron Rodgers? i mean he's dating danica patrick charlie we're interested in that you know well i mean tommy's got giselle i'll, <laughs> I'll take giselle okay is dak prescott good enough to win a super bowl for the cowboys which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018 how about intellectually charlie as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now the game has changed but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous Join Charlie Weiss and co-host Steve Strout on an all-new podcast from Lasting Media, exclusively about quarterbacks. Subscribe now at Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.